Welcome to Unpack the Pursuit, a podcast where we have real talk about change. Unpack the Pursuit is dedicated to helping us think differently about change and how we get to the places we so desperately want to go. Get ready for empowering tips and tools, lots of storytelling and inspiring interviews. We are your hosts, Natalie and Molly. Let's unpack this. ladies hello 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 what's good <laughs> what is gucci what's gucci what's the flavor of our tea today jade what is the flavor of our tea black hoodies it's black hoodies and ginger tea because this one's spicy some of you may have heard about drum roll please <laughs> the social dilemma <laughs> dun, dun, dun. That is the flavor of our tea today. And Natalie hasn't seen the documentary. What the fuck is it? Okay, I'll give my rundown and then Jade, I'm curious your thoughts too, because you just watched it. I've had a couple weeks to let it simmer and let it die down okay. a little bit. So my tea is like lukewarm at this point, but I would say The Social Dilemma is a documentary about a current state of society and how social media is affecting it. And it's pretty fucking trippy because it's essentially a social commentary on something that's happening right this second. Yeah, so it's like about the effects that social media and Google have on our lives, just how dependent we are on it, how addicted we are to it, and just how it's invading every single moment of our lives. As I was watching The Social Dilemma, I was in my settings turning off my notifications because I felt really guilty the whole time. But it's just crazy how much time it consumes and just, you know, everyone has their phone in their hands. Everyone has that dent in their pinky because we're holding our phone so much. Is that a thing? Yep. Yep. Look at your pinky right now. There's a Where? little, like a little ridge. Is that not a normal thing? I don't think so. It like perfectly holds my phone, <gasps> which is not good. I don't think pinkies are built like this. Oh my God. I could be lying. Oh, I see what you're saying is I'm holding my phone right now. This is also something I think about with um, us always looking down at our phones. Like, I wonder, you know, if we get to the point where we can evolve because the planet doesn't die, but are we going to evolve into like hunchback creatures? Probably from all of it, not just looking down at our phones, but sitting all the freaking time too. We're oh, on yeah. our computers and we're like, <laughs> yes. <instead> of, <laughs> you know? What's interesting about this documentary, to give you some even more context, just fuel yeah. the fire, let's talk about pros and cons. So it does a really good job at educating viewers on how our privacy and agency are basically at stake with all of these huge companies having access to our data. And the big thing that I, I remember taking away from it is when they told me I am the product. They're mm. like, you are the product, you're being sold, traded, exploited. And that was like a scary moment. And then some of the critiques that it's been given is that it doesn't really provide a tangible solution. Like it kind of just goes into this like rabbit hole of Ooh. here's all these like really bad things about how social media is affecting our everyday lives and affecting our mental health. But then it doesn't really give us a solution. That's the critique. I'm not sure if I agree with that. And I'm curious what you think, Jade, because I actually think it did a good job of talking about like, hey, we don't really have a lot of regulations in this industry because it's still a relatively new industry. 
you know, in the same way that we have regulations in like the postal service or like things that have been around forever and ever and ever. And also it does give you some tactical things you can do, like turning off your notifications or, you know, don't let your kids use social media or delete your own shit if you need to take a break from it. Yeah. And I think what I was telling Jade earlier is it's not even about the salute. It's not really supposed to be a documentary about solutions because it's such a problem we're going through right this second that really it's more about like bringing awareness that this is happening and collectively we need to come to a solution. But it's like the people who made the documentary don't have the solution, you know? I think it's crazy that social media in the digital world took the world by storm and it's like we're dealing with the consequences now. But it was crazy. I like that they had, you know, like the panel of all the people like from Pinterest, Google, Facebook, Twitter, the people who created these platforms. But then they also had the storyline in the background of like a teenager going through middle school or high school, learning about the effects of social media on your mental health, you know, how you socialize, like when that girl literally broke the container to get her phone out. It was like, kids are so addicted to it and they don't even realize it. She's talking about this, part, like it's kind of this weird part documentary, part drama. And there's this part of the documentary where there's this really bad acting happening. And it's like this family that's being kind of, they're showing like the effect on a family. So there's the mom and dad, a daughter who isn't really into social media and thinks it's really bad, a son and now a young, and also a younger daughter who's like, they're both really addicted to it and how it kind of overtakes the family dynamic. So for instance, they're sitting at dinner and the mom's like, all right, no phones. We're locking them away. And she like puts them in this lockbox. And the young daughter like just gets up from the table mid dinner and just starts banging the lockbox with like a, a fucking pallet. I don't even know to like open it up and get her phone. And then like shoots upstairs and skips dinner and her, it's odd. Cause I was thinking, I don't know about you, Jade, but I was like, my dad would literally right. <laughs> kill me if I did that. Yeah, the, the parents were kind of like, oh, you know, kids will be kids. <laughs> right. My roommate, when she watched it, she was like, that doesn't really feel, that felt a little bit dramatic, the whole breaking a mm. box to get your phone thing. But actually when I was younger and now this is back when like MySpace was a thing, I was on the computer all the time and we only had one computer in my house and it was my mom's <laughs> Mac laptop. And she, she started getting nervous about the amount of time I was on the computer. And so she would lock her computer in her closet while she was still at work so that when I would come home from school, the computer wouldn't be readily available to me. And I was so pissed at my mom and I literally broke through her closet one time. And my mom was like, uh, you, this is exa- you're proving my point. You have a problem. <laughs> That was the thing, like your parents would take (laughs) your phones away or limit your TV time and all that stuff. I think it's, I haven't seen the documentary, but I mean, there's such pros and cons to social media. Like, let's talk about the pros where you look at the people who are utilizing the social media, like in, I think, and I'm coming from, again, a very biased standpoint, which I'm stating very openly. I am all for the yoga and mental health. And so you have people that are like, live streaming their yoga classes, teaching people how to do breath work, like teaching people about mental health. You have like all of those things coming out, which is a huge pro. You have companies like the company that I work for, KC, which is an outdoor company that promotes like being outdoors. And so those are really good things. But then you have the gnarly shit that's really not helping people's mental health, self-confidence. And it's just, that's when I think it gets really bad when it's just being used for the the wrong reasons or the wrong, not the wrong reasons. Cause I don't, so many of those things have reasons behind it, 
that the person, it makes sense in their head. And I see, I understand. And I see that, but the way that it affects other people is very negative. Right. Yeah. So now you have all these people comparing themselves. You have these like girls in freaking middle school that think they need to look a certain way where act a certain way. And it's just fucked up. I know they even took it like to the next level where they were talking about fake news and like the spread of misinformation and how they like have a really hard time controlling that, you know, like Mark Zuckerberg's been in court all the time trying to explain why Facebook can't get control of this. And it's just like, you know, there's mobs like coming because of Facebook, you know, they gather in these groups because people are promoting these things. All the executives were like, my kids aren't on social media at all. I'm like, that's crazy. The people who created these platforms for us will not allow their kids to use it. Facebook obviously put out a statement and I'll link it in the show notes. It's super interesting. And I actually wrote down some notes about things I wanted to bring up because it talks about, so obviously Facebook is going to defend itself. Like the social dilemma does not paint things like Facebook or really any of the social media in a good light. But I think what's interesting is the social media wasn't going after social media companies and trying to like discontinue them or break them down. They were just trying to like comment on certain social structures that have come to exist because these social media companies are operating the way they are under really little to no regulation, right? So there was one part where the where Facebook's like little statement thing talked about how the film creators didn't include insights from those work currently working at the company. And I was like, no shit, Sherlock. No one working at the current company is going to get on a freaking documentary and talk about all Literally. the ways. I was like, exactly. okay, that's, that's dumb. And then they also were like, they don't acknowledge critically or otherwise the efforts already taken by companies to address many of the issues they raise. And I was like, that's not really true either. They're not really like right. coming after you. So then they break it down into steps of things that like they call out. So they talk about addiction. You are not the, pro- like how, what I said, you are the product, algorithms, data, polarization, elections, and misinformation. And they sort of try to debunk some of the things that the social dilemma was talking about. And these were some of the biggest things I had issues with, with the statement. On the addiction yeah. front, they said, we want people to control how they use our products, which is why we provide time management tools like activity dashboard, a daily reminder, and ways to limit notifications. All true, but also that's not going to stop people from using social media the way they use social media. And like, that's not really a solution that can be made by the social media companies. That's why they're advocating for regulation. So that like didn't make sense to me. And then the one other one that I really wanted to point out was the algorithms because in the documentary, they call them mad algorithms. And they were like portraying algorithms as mad made make good fodder for conspiracy documentaries. But the reality is a lot less entertaining. So they, they're, I mean, they're calling this documentary conspiracy. And I'm like, wait, that's oh kind of gosh. hidden. It was like kind of hidden in the document, but I'm like, that's kind of fucked up. It's right? not conspiracy. Like this is happening. <laughs> it's real. It's been, I mean, it's been happening. I can't imagine being a freaking parent right now. I just can't. I can't, no, I can't imagine either. being a parent right now with this, with all the social media. That's why I think it would be super cool. I don't know if this is a tangent, but to interview younger generations now and like, what's it like to date? What's it like to be a high schooler? Like, what is it like now with all of this stuff? Because what we went through is so different. And what's it like to be a parent and have to 
worry Gosh. about what your kids are looking at. God, for, for us, it's like they really just have to worry about MySpace and porn. And now it's like a plethora <laughs> of shit. You know what I mean? And that was enough. <laughs> and Honestly, that was enough. I wonder how many parents snoop on their kids because of their worry, like because of their concern about things. I feel like it probably is apps for that. I'm pretty sure. Really? Like they definitely, I'm pretty sure there's apps or there's a way for, I mean, surveillance, (laughs) surveillance. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. I I can imagine very interesting parent in this age. Like you can't get the technology out of the kid's hands. I was like, I even have a hard time as a marketer putting my phone down. So like kids with no self-control or like no realization that they need to have, right? That they should be controlling this habit that they have. They think it's normal because parents have their phones in their hand all the time on the computer working. Right. It's crazy. That's so true. Especially now that parents are working from home, you see that you're so, you can almost get, get to know like your parents work day more. Like, I don't know when I was a kid, my mom went to work. And then came home. Like, I didn't know what she did at work. I had no idea what work looked like. (laughs) It's now if you're at home, like you kind of get this feeling you probably as a kid are like, oh, my, my mom sits in front of a computer all day. That's interesting. I can do that too. Before we wrap up this segment, I kind of want to hear from both of you what your, or from all of us, what your, you feel like your personal relationship with social media is. Do you feel like it's good? Do you feel like it's okay? Sometimes it fluctuates. What's your perspective on it? I recently have just been like, I know that I need social media for A, impact the pursuit and for B, what I'm trying to do with yoga. And so I'm using it in those ways. But after that, dudes, I'm on the computer all day. When it comes to my phone, I'm like, I don't even know what's going on sometimes. Hence why I didn't know about these reels and hence why I didn't know about social dilemma until you texted me about it yesterday. I'm just like, if I know how bad it is and how much it overwhelms me Mm -hmm. that I just, I'm like, I can't do it. Like I will go out and I'll promote myself and for health things to hopefully help other people. But outside of that, I'm out. But I also have a very negative view of it too. Like when people talk to me about it, I'm like, I have a very like that negative bias where it's like, be careful, you know? So Mm -hmm. I need to reframe that probably. You know, I'm not going to lie. I don't have the healthiest relationship with social media, but it's like a lot of my job is managing social media. And it's like, oh, hey, already here. Mm -hmm. It's like you end up scrolling because it's like, hey, let me get these interactions, you know, to boost our engagement. But then it's like, wait, how long have I been scrolling? But it's Mm -hmm. like outside of that, it's, um, I don't know, like I'm not very active. You can ask any of my friends. I'm not the best at texting back. So it's like, I don't always have my phone in my hand, but it's still like those times that I do have it, it's hard to put it down. So while I was watching, like I said earlier, it's like, okay, I really should put those screen time notifications on, block out that time period. Like, hey, this is when I'm working on social media because you can go down the rabbit hole real quickly. It's like Mm -hmm. super fast. Molly, how do you feel? I feel like my relationship with social media has evolved and gotten better, but definitely is not where I would want it to be. Like I definitely spend more time on it than I want to. I think if I think back to college, I definitely didn't know that I didn't know if there would ever be a time in my life that I wouldn't post 
like a major event in my life. Like if, so, if I did something mm-hmm. that was fun, I had to post about yeah. it. There was never like, yeah. there was not a question. Whereas now I don't feel that way anymore. And it, and it's not even a feeling. It's like, I just don't even think of it in the same way where it used to be like very instinctual. Like I'm having fun, get out my phone, take a picture, put it on Instagram. Um, right. So it's not like that anymore, which feels really good. And I've also been really, my Instagram and social media had a pretty big effect on my relationship for a while because I was long distance with my partner. And so mm-hmm. I knew like if I wanted to create the kind of relationship I wanted to have with my partner, I needed to get the fuck over my shit with social media. I needed to, mm. to really like cut some bad habits that I had. And so I did. And like, I mean, I'm not perfect. I go through my own rabbit holes too sometimes, but I just used to do shit and try to find things and try to like be a weird, you know, cyber stalker human. And it just didn't do anything good for me ever, 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 ever. Yeah. Now I feel really good about where I've gotten to in terms of that. But yeah, I think watching something like The Social Dilemma, I'm always tempted to delete everything. And then I realize I'm in marketing and can't really do that. <laughs> yeah. No, I it's know. hard when you are in marketing or work, you know, work for yourself. And we're you doing can't. this podcast and we have to be on it. It is tough, yeah. but it. I think like to give people who are listening just like some tips and tricks. One of the main things I ask when I'm doing therapy with clients is how often are you on your phone and what is the first thing you do when you wake up and what do you do when you go to bed? And 95% of the time it's people are on the phones and I'm like, okay, next time you go to take a deep breath instead, give yourself one mantra to say, take a deep breath, do something before you pick up that phone in the morning. And before bed, if you're on your phone, scroll, give yourself a time limit of doing that. And then use a meditation app and you do something useful with your phone. And just notice what I had to do was when I went to pick up my phone, what was, why was I doing it? Was I doing it because there's something else that I don't want to do, like something for work or like, I'm just bored and put it down. And that'll just come like become a habit when you start doing that. But those are some things that helped me. And I know has helped the people that I've worked with to kind of like wean yourself off of it and only use it when it's like necessary. Like I'm doing a post, I need to look at this. It becomes a necessity to use it versus I'm just scrolling to scroll because I'm bored or avoiding something. Ooh. And Tip. that's the tea. <laughs> that's the tea. Sip, sip. Sip, sip. <laughs> sip, sip from the black hoodies who watch the social dilemma and hate their lives and the sunshine. That's right. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that is so funny. Well, guys, this has been real. Love you both. And uh, until until next tea time. Yes. Peace. Cheers.